everybody. Welcome to episode 29 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan with you as always to talk Yankees playoff baseball. And um, Sean, I guess like we were just saying before we started recording, if you're on social media, you um, might be under the impression that this series is already over, but the Yankees are still just, they're down two games to one. They've lost the last two. Um, obviously, game two was frustrating because the um, it felt like the game was right there for the Yankees to steal. They wind up losing in 11 innings, and then and then on Tuesday, Cole was his usual dominant self. Although the Yankees had a bunch of chances in that game too, but it just comes down to the fact that they they didn't get it done, and. Now here they are down 2-1 with Tanaka on the mound for game four tonight after yesterday's rain out. And yeah, I mean, down 2-1, but still very much alive in the series, despite what uh, a vast majority of people seem to believe. Yeah, I um, I, I mean, I would, you know, I'd obviously rather be up 2-1 and given the game uh, on Sunday night with Verlander where they had a 2-1 lead. Um you know, it, it feels like maybe you should have been up to one, but I, the, I think the Yankees have played better in the series than people are are discussing. I mean, they lost a game basically that you know it, it was a fifty fifty coin flip game, and just you know Hap gives up the home run. The Yankees had exhausted their bullpen, um, and and you know you had that weird play on the bounce where the ball got away from Altuve, and uh, I think it was Lemay who got gunned out at home. I think on that play you have to send them, but we can get into that later. Um, but the Yankees have played well in this series. I mean, if you think about it, it was a 2-1 game until late, yes, uh, in Game 3. They played them very close in Game 2. In Game 1, they walloped them. Now we're coming back and we have the pitching advantage tonight, I, I would think, with Tanaka at home against Granke. Um, so there's a very, very good possibility the Yankees even up this series tonight. And from there, there, there is a, there is a path to, to winning the pennant and that's just beating Verlander at home with Paxton, who's pitched much better at home. So you think you'd get a little more length out of him. Um, I would expect that Verlander now only pitching on three days rest then four days rest. And now again on four days rest, maybe a bit fatigued more than he would usually be. And then you go home and you're going to face Cole. I mean, you go to Houston and you're going to face Cole in one of those games. But in the other game, you're facing an unknown quantity in the Houston bullpen, which the Yankees should match up well with. Yeah, and, and you mentioned you mentioned Verlander potentially being a little fatigued. I thought the Yankees actually did pretty well against Verlander in game two, just came up empty in, in a few spots, like the uh, deflection off Altuve's glove, which went right to where... Correa was was standing because that was a really alert play by Correa and I I agree at first I was like why the hell do you send it but then you watch the replay and you're like okay like that actually makes sense it was just a really good play by Correa and a really fortunate deflection by the Astros but that was um you know the Yankees had 10 hard hit balls against Justin Verlander in that in that outing and I think I think out of the almost just under 50 pitch fastballs that he threw the Yankees only swung and missed at seven of them or something uh something like that a very small number that was um definitely below Verlander's season averages so I, I actually thought the Yankees saw him pretty well I mean you had you had a couple instances like Urshela's hard hit ball that died right at the right at the warning track in right field um 
LeMayhew in the first inning hit a rocket right at Correa. Torres hit a rocket right to center field at, um, I believe it was Springer playing out there in center. So there was, they, they made a lot of noise against Verlander, just like they did in game one against Granke, which is hopefully what they're able to do um, tonight as we record on Thursday morning and in what is a must-win game. And um, when it comes to this must-win game, I don't think there's any pitcher the Yankees would rather have on the mound given Tanaka's performance so far this postseason, which again, it was funny. We were kind of uh, joking about our old school belief that, you know, we're going to trust Tanaka in the postseason until he gives us a reason not to. And so far this playoffs, he's only given us a reason to trust him more. He's been absolutely fantastic and by far the Yankees' best pitcher. Absolutely. And I mean, you have to feel great with him on the mound tonight. If there was anybody I could pick in a what is essentially a must-win game, it would be Tanaka. He's got a little bit of the El Duque thing going, and who knows, this could mirror the 98 ALCS where you know, you're know you down, everybody's down on the team, and you might get a strong pitching performance to turn things around. So I, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Tanaka goes out tonight and gives six, maybe even seven strong. If the Yankees are able to get to Granke, perhaps Boone lets Tanaka get a little more leash if there's a four or more run lead to save some of the bullpen for the four games straight we now have to play. Yeah, the the four straight games could be a problem for the Yankees because obviously their strength is, is the bullpen and, and it has not been the length of the starting pitching. Obviously Tanaka could be huge to protect those bullpen arms because Tanaka is one of the those starters that has the ability to give you length and hopefully they get some more from Paxton in game five. I don't mean to interrupt, but did you hear uh, when Boone was on Francesa yesterday, Francesa said that he heard rumors that Tanaka was gassed after the sixth inning and that's why Boone didn't run him back out there. And Boone kind of said, yeah, when I had the conversation with him, he didn't tell me he was tired, but I could just tell that he wasn't as eager to get back out there. Does that worry you at all? No, not really. I mean, I'm, it's the playoffs. I'm sure every pitch was a little more high leverage than than usual. And, I mean, he's still going to have, let's see, he pitched on Saturday. So, I mean, that's still, what, that's still four days rest. Yeah, he's on all days rest. Of rest yeah. so. um, and, and even if he was getting a little gassed, he, he only finished at like 68 pitches. So, it's not like he fully exhausted himself. So, mm-hmm. I'm 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 not I'm not too too concerned about that. And if if he winds up getting gassed again after five or six really strong innings, then then you go to the bullpen because obviously the most important game is the one right in front of you. So you close that one out, and then worry about the uh, stamina of the bullpen for game five or six or whatever future game it may be. You just have to take care of the game in front of you. Absolutely. So. I don't know about you, but one of my biggest takeaways from this series so far is the fact that through three games, the Astros have scored a total of six runs, helped along by that combined shutout that Tanaka led in, in game one. But um, Oh, I'm sorry, seven runs. Um, one of them was the extra inning home run by Correa. So, mm-hmm. you know, Paxton struggled early, but Boone, I thought, did the right thing and went to the bullpen quickly, and the bullpen did its job. They held the Astros scoreless from the third inning to uh, all the way up to that home run in the 11th. And then Severino struggled early, but then he settled down, and 
it really just seems like this series so far has come down to Adam Ottavino not doing his job. I don't know. I don't know if you agree, but you had the game tying home run by Springer when he when Boone went to Ottavino in Game Two after taking out Chad Green, and then he struggled again in in Game Three, and you know you take away those struggles and the Yankees arguably win Game Two and then are only down two to one. Going into the ninth inning of Game Three, I don't know. Suddenly things look a lot different. I I really think the difference in this series has been the inefficiency of Ottavino. I I agree. And all right, let's so let's get into let's get into to Game Two. Um, do you have an issue with Boone going to the bullpen as early as he did? I think we'll both agree. Pro, not at all. I thought it was a great move. Do yeah. You, do you agree? All right. Now the one that everybody's talking about. Green's. Looks good. The exit velocity says tell, told a slightly different story on the last couple of batters he faced, but he gets the first out in the fifth or sixth. Sorry, I forget what inning. And then he goes to Ottavino. Do you have an issue with that? I I, I still don't really have an issue because uh, <laughs> Ottavino had, you know that that's been his role all year to get out the dangerous right-handed hitters. And that was he was supposed to be a huge difference in this series because of all the Astros' dangerous right-handed hitters. And like you said, exit velocity was you know suggesting that maybe Green was um, starting to lose some gas. He was up. He was about to hit 30 pitches, and you had the top of the lineup coming up. Uh, and, and Green looked really well, and he's been arguably the Yankees' best reliever in this postseason. But again, he was very close to exhausting himself and I, I definitely appreciate Boone's thinking of okay I'm going to take him out before his fatigue you know costs us because all it takes is one swing and it really just comes down to the fact that Adovino made a really really bad first pitch to George Springer and obviously a hitter of that caliber is, is going to make you pay and you know it it sucks that Ottavino is is struggling at at the absolute worst time, but that's that's just not something I I put on Boone. I actually think Boone's done a fantastic job managing the pitching staff so far this postseason. It's been night and day compared to last year in the ALDS, and that that one to me just comes down to one one bad pitch because Ottavino, yeah, he did settle down for the most part after that, but again, just one bad pitch seemed like a get me over slider on the first pitch and Springer was ready to jump all over it. And he did. Yeah. Um, and, and the night before, I mean, Ottavino, he gave up a bomb to Springer, but it was to dead center field. So he did get Springer out the night before. And then he gave up a shift beating single to Brantley, the shift issue where DD and, mm-hmm. uh, Glaber looked at each other and then he got a double play ball. So, I mean, he did the job the night before, one one mistake, and it was the Springer. But you you know you figure that you know he probably won't won't happen again, especially with with um, Adovino's stuff. But I think it's become apparent since then that Adovino's fighting it a little bit. I don't have an issue with him going there. I think I think that Green will lose would have lost effectiveness as it went on and. and you know, you're playing to win that game, and I don't think going to Ottavino is a way to lose that game, but you're also playing for the series. And we saw what happened when Green got overused in 2017. He became very ineffective later in the postseason in 2017. So 
you also don't want to kill him by having him go three innings, which, I mean, you'd lose him for a couple days at that point. So I don't have an issue with it. I actually thought the way that Boone managed that game was was fine. Um, the only issue I've had with Boone this series has been where Glaber Torres is batted in the order. Yes, and Brett Gardner, because I think they're Well, like... that's the, yeah, that's, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I have I have a very, very big problem with that. I was, man, I was, I was so frustrated when they showed, you know, mo- mo- all right, most of the time, mainly throughout the regular season, you, you hear, you know, every time, and, and beat writers make a joke on it on Twitter that every time the lineup gets posted, it's like, oh, they're punting this game. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what, what the hell is this lineup? And I usually laugh along with the beat writers, but this time I, I was definitely upset this was a a swing game of a series and i'm sorry as soon as i realized that the playoff baseballs were obviously behaving much differently than the than the juice balls i i wouldn't even consider batting gardner third anymore i just it just (laughs) wouldn't even have been a thought and then and it came into play right away in the bottom of the first inning Yankees are down one nothing. They get back-to-back singles from LeMahieu and Judge, who, by the way, they've both been incredible this postseason. But then, and then Gardner comes up, and you're and you're and I'm just thinking, wow, imagine how different this inning feels if it's Torres. And I don't know. I just I just think that that situation came into play right away, and um, Torres hits a home run later in the game, and you're like, wow, the way LeMahieu and Judge have been performing maybe there's a couple runners on if that if you know mm-hmm. if the situation were different so yeah I, rest of the series I don't think there should be any more fooling around by Boone Torres has to bat third I mean LeMahieu Judge Torres those have easily been the Yankees three best hitters this postseason get them all up back to back to back and and hopefully that um helps the bottom part of the Yankee order wake up a little bit yeah, I think, well, I mean, another thing is, too, that, you know, the Yankees face Justin Verlander and, and Garrett Cole. So it's not, um, you know, it's not a huge shock that, that they struggled. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Gleyber Torres against right-handed pitching, by the way, still has an 861 OPS versus 902 against lefties. So it's not like you're losing much uh, when he faces a righty that you need to break up the lefties. I mean, I 100% agree. You got to put stack your great your great hitters together. Boone was talking about maybe batting Hicks third, who, ha- who actually looked really good in game four. And Hicks his looked one at really bat, good. Yeah, his one at bat in game – I'm sorry, he looked good in game three, and then his one at bat in game two, he looked really good. But still, I mean, get the three big guys together. Maybe Encarnacion gets going. Either way, um, having Torres behind Judge is going to get Judge more pitches to hit. The further you move down Tor- Torres down the order, the more they're going to pitch around him. So get him up in the first inning without a doubt, is is what I think. Uh, you could even bat him fourth if you want. Um, but, you know, two and four are the highest leverage positions in the order. But who was batting up there is Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know where the heck he is. Yeah, this is a – that's definitely been a puzzling situation. So, so um, what it seems like and what Ryan Rucco said on R2C2 is that he wants to be out there, but the Yankees won't let him. Do you buy that? Um, yeah, I do. I don't see, I don't know. I mean, obviously, yeah, it could be just like them protecting him, but I I don't know. I just... But from what? I mean, honestly, at this point, throw him out there and if he blows out his quad, he blows out his quad and he can have off-season surgery, but it's better than just sitting him there and playing with a two-man bench. 
Yeah, I, I well the way the Yankees are talking about it, they don't believe they don't believe they're playing with a two man bench because they keep saying he's a pinch hitting option. And then why? Ha- <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not yelling at you, but why haven't we seen him? I mean, there were sp- there no, were spots I, I in the game game two where it would have been huge to have him up. Yeah, I I totally agree. This is really a shame, and it's confusing because Stanton actually has looked good this postseason. He like we said before the this series started, he worked a lot of good at bats and drew a lot of walks in um in the ALDS and then in game 1 he gets two hits including a, a home run off Granky and you're like all right here we go we've got Stanton back and then all of a sudden you find out that he hurt his quad legging out that uh that single in his first at bat and I don't I don't know I I really don't know I, I totally understand the uh hesitance to put him in left field given all the Astros righties and maybe they don't they're afraid that he won't be able to get to a lot of balls that that Gardner can't get to but I think it's gotten to the point where if if they don't feel like he can go today or tonight then it's probably time to see how Luke Voigt is doing or, or someone else who can actually be an option to come off the bench and hit because I I just feel like that if the Yankees believed he was a legitimate option to pinch hit, that there's already been multiple spots where they could have used him, and they haven't. So I I, I believe him that he wants to play and that the Yankees are just being cautious about it. I'm sure, I mean, he had an MRI. It had to have revealed something to make the Yankees not want to go to him. But if that's really how they how they feel, that he's not going to be a factor... I, I get the hesitance because obviously you take him out. He's out of the World Series lineup, but you have to win this series first before you even get to the World Series. So it's kind of the equivalent of you know leaving your better arms in the bullpen because you're waiting for you're waiting to take the lead or for a hypothetical situation that might never come. So I I think it's getting to the point where if he can't go tonight, then you probably are going to have to go to somebody else. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, we'll see. So anything else from the games that have been played already that we need to discuss? Pitchings um, look fine, except for Otto. I think Louis Sessa looks good. He might be earning himself some high leverage innings, <laughs> Ryan. Yeah, I think so. He's God. He's probably moving up against, uh, above Ottavino in the totem pole right now. Um, oh, when Sessa, when Sessa comes into a tie game in the ninth on, uh, or no, in the 10th on Friday night, I'm going to be going nuts. Yeah, me too. Probably not in the same way, but. No, I I know one, two, three innings coming, and then they'll have a walk off. <laughs> maybe Sessa will hit the walk off because maybe um, they'll have to take Encarnacion out from DH spot or something, and you know, go that way. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I agree. The pitching has been has been fine. It's been really good, and um, it's a shame that that the offense hasn't been able to follow suit. But again, it was against Verlander and Cole. Maybe facing them a second time will. Um, help wake them up a little but I guess the only other thing that I feel like needs to be discussed from the series so far has been those excuse me those bottom of the order guys Sanchez um Urshela Didi Encarnacion's not a bottom of the order guy but he's been struggling too Gardner's been struggling um the Yankees have a, a pretty big group of guys that have uh not looked very good at, at the plate this series as a whole. I mean, I don't know if I'd include Urshela in that because he's had so many hard hit balls. I think he's been a huge victim of this new playoff <laughs> baseball. But um, but yeah, I mean, any 
any of those names concern you more who you don't think are going to break out? I mean, personally for me, I, while Sanchez hasn't been putting up the best at-bats, I think it's silly to, to argue that Roman should start. Do, do we really think Roman would put up better at-bats against Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole? I don't. Um, Encarnacion was a huge concern for me because he looked completely lost after after two great games in the ALDS. I mean, what, he went 0 for 16 during a stretch with like seven strikeouts and looked bad in those strikeouts. He looked like 2018 ALDS Stanton early in this series. Hopefully that double in game three can help get him going because um, like we mentioned before the playoffs started, he was going to be such a big X factor for the Yankees in this postseason. So for me, he's the one who really needs to get going. But what about you? I mean, which one of these struggling Yankees is going to be the key to them turning this series around? Uh, well, I mean, Gary, it's gotta be. Yeah. Um, Gary, Edwin, Dee would be my three. Can I pick three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. um, yeah, I think, I think when Didi gets hot, the lineup has a different feel. We saw that in the series against the Twins. Everybody seems to, for some reason, fall in line around Didi. And if Didi can really get going, I think that would maybe spark a couple other bats because all of a sudden now guys start getting more pitches to hit. Um, but so I'll take Didi. I, I'd say Didi's got to get going. And then that'll lead to other good things. How's that? Is that a cop-out? No, no, it sounds good. All right, so how do you see the rest of the series playing out? Um, Give me your game plan. <laughs> My game plan is to get six strong from Tanaka tonight, From get usual postseason Tanaka. I think this is um, – I think this game has um, not to the same extent because they're not facing elimination, but game three, 2017 ALDS feel when Tanaka comes out in a must-win game and, uh, and shoves for, you know, Maybe six innings, they take them out and go to, you know, then you get seven, eight, nine. You go Canely, Britton, Chapman, avoid Ottavino because he scares me right now. And um, I think the Yankees, I think the this game definitely favors the Yankees. And I st- and I really wouldn't feel, I really wouldn't feel terrible going into the game we're going to on Friday in Game Five. Like I said, the Yankees had a lot of hard hit balls against Verlander um, away in Houston and I think they would fare even even better at the stadium. It would just come down to uh getting a little more out of Paxton, which I think is certainly possible. Like you said, he's he's been better at home. And um yeah, I I I actually still feel I wouldn't say I still feel really good about the Yankees winning this series, but I still feel I still feel good about this series potentially still going the distance and going a full seven games. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the Yankees do have the advantage tonight, and I think we just, for all intents and purposes, to have a lively discussion, we have to assume they win tonight. Because if they lose tonight, the season's pretty much over. Oh, yeah. Um, But there's been no better big game pitcher since Andy Pettit than than, um, Tanaka. And and I would say Tanaka, this so far in his postseason career, has been better than Andy Pettit. Because to this point, he hasn't had a game one of the 96 world series type start in there. Um, but we're, you know, he, he's just been, he's been incredible. So the Yankees win tonight, uh, you know, tomorrow becomes a coin flip game. And I think the home field advantage gives the Yankees the, the tip in that coin flip, just like it did it for the Astros in game two. I mean, you could say 
you know, having that last at bat makes a huge difference. And if Paxton can give more length than the Yankees are, are more well equipped. And I think this time around Paxton will improve. Then you go back to Houston up three, two. If you're Houston, do you, to survive, do you pitch Cole in game six? I mean, he's, he's got, he's going to start either way. You have to win both games either way, or do you just yeah. save him for game seven? I mean, it, here's the thing. If the Yankees go, if the Yankees go to Houston up three, two, they'll save Cole for regular rest and they'd have to win that bullpen game. So yeah. as long as they win tonight, they should be looking at a game seven in the worst case scenario. But, um, the, the thing that worries you, imagine if they go up 3-2, Houston holds Cole for Game 7. Think of all the pressure on Game 6. Yeah, I, that, I can see that being a, you know, we're getting into hypotheticals that mm-hmm. haven't happened yet. But, I mean, I feel like that was kind of the mood around Game 1 when they mm-hmm. didn't have to face Verlander or Cole and everyone yeah. was like you have to win this game and they did, and they pre- did. pretty soundly so I'm not, I don't know I I don't I'm not concerned about that I'm more concerned with just winning tonight cuz while Tanaka's been incredible you know we know Granky has the ability to shut the Yankees down too so mm-hmm. hopefully well, uh hopefully Tanaka outduels him and that's the thing that this team has been all season people seem to be forget every time they've gotten punched in the mouth They've, they've gotten right back up and punched right back. So I know that they're not going to be folding up like half the fan base is, probably less. But, um, you know, the team has shown a great resilience all year, which I think makes them well-equipped to handle the task ahead. I know it's an uphill battle, but, you know, like, like you were saying, in no way do I think the Yankees are out of this series. Do I think it's going to be tough? Yes. Do I think they can do it? Yes. Would I be surprised if they didn't do it? No. Houston's a great team. They're probably the best team um, since the 98 Yankees. I mean, I know that the Red Sox won one more game last year than they did, and the Mariners, you know, won whatever. But this team is scary. Yeah, we're talking and about we're going the best teams ever. Yeah, we're, I mean, we lost one game by one run, another game by three runs, and we beat them by seven. So we're still running the run, winning the run differential in the series. So... You know, let's let's go inflate it up a little bit tonight, and then we'll then we'll be Verlander at home in Game Five, and then we're in the same situation we were two years ago. This time, maybe the result will be different. Yeah, totally agree. Right. I'm predicting a walk off for Game Five. That would be pretty insane. I've for all the um, for all the playoff games, at least I've been to. There's definitely been a lot of excitement early in in these games. Um, but then the Yankees always seem to build that lead, and there hasn't really been too much drama towards the end of games. Well, what about when we went in 99 against the Red Sox? They were losing that game 2-1 in the eighth inning. Yeah, that, that's seventh inning. the seventh inning. That, that was, uh, that's, that's really been the exception. I mean, I, I think of all the recent ones I've been to, both wild card games, drama early on with, with um, Judge DD and Dee Dee home runs. Um, the game we went to in the LDS this year with um, the DD Grand Slam, um, the ALCS that last like months year. Ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. The ALCS <laughs> in 2017 with the Frazier and Judge home runs, and then the Yankees just shut it down from there. So yeah, it would be pretty intense to see some late drama on uh, on Friday, and hopefully your walk off prediction is what puts the Yankees ahead in the series. But again. Just got to take care of business first here in in Game Four and and get that home field advantage back. The uh, the Astros did a pretty good job of making sure the usually boisterous Bronx crowd didn't have much to cheer about because they went ahead right away and then 
I saw a lot of videos of the crowd at the stadium from people, and it didn't wasn't great. Maybe it was the four o'clock start, but yeah, tonight I should I think be that loud. Was stupid. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be crazy. Now Friday night, it's not a work night, even though it's seven o'clock. I think people probably easier to leave work on a Friday a little bit early. It should be should be rocking Friday night and tonight too, because I keep trying to get tickets and they keep going up for tonight. Yeah, I thought they'd come down when they moved the game, but that's all right. Yeah, it's a huge game. Absolutely. I mean, it's like CC said on R2C2. You have to face a little adversity to make the World Series video a little bit interesting. So um, this is it. I mean, they went down 1-0 in the World Series in 09, 98. They were down 2-1 in the ALCS, 96. We all know the craziness that happened. So let's, uh, let's just go out and write a good story. Sounds good to me. Um, anything else? No, that's about it. I don't know. I don't got anything else. You got anything else? No, just... Uh... Just everybody stay calm and um, make some noise in the stadium. Yeah, if you're going to the game, make as much noise as possible. Let's uh, let's get to Granky and and tie this series up, and then and then worry and about they, game five. Yeah, if they don't come back, don't don't shit all over them. I mean, they gave us a great year where they were hurt half the time, showed a ton of heart, and they're just running up against the buzzsaw. And we'll talk about what happens next, hopefully after the World Series. But if not, we'll be back next week to recap what happened. Sounds good. Well, as always, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, let's hope next week is not a season recap and that it's a World Series um, discussion. But um, until then, there's obviously a bunch of stuff still to be settled, and we hope everyone enjoys it, and we will talk to everybody next week. Let's go, Yankees.